Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. With over 60 years of history under its belt, including nearly 800 episodes of television, it's no surprise that Star Trek's sources for inspiration are as wide and wonderful as the galaxy it explores. Ancient history, mythology, even real-world events have all found their way onto the show's scripts in one form or another. But what's also informed a lot of Star Trek is Star Trek. Sure, virtually no franchise can boast as many original concepts, but for every genre-defining new installment, there's also a cinema full of fans watching Into Darkness feeling, haven't I seen this before? With that in mind... I am Sean for Trek Culture, and here are 10 times Star Trek stole from itself. 10. Star Trek The Motion Picture The Motion Picture is a masterpiece. Director Robert Wise married his vision with Gene Roddenberry's delivering the most beautiful of any of the Trek movies. The story is, however, borrowed from an earlier episode of the original series. The Changeling featured the probe Nomad being encountered by the Enterprise. It was sent out from Earth before it encountered and fused with the probe Tanru. By the time it found the Starfleet ship, it was on its way back to Earth to deliver its findings. However, it's become so powerful and advanced that, left unchecked, it threatens all of humanity. V'ger is an evolved form of the Voyager 6 probe that was launched from Earth in the 1990s. It disappeared through a black hole, emerging on the other side of the galaxy. There, it encountered a machine race who upgraded it and sent it back to Earth, gaining sentience. It needed to deliver its findings to the creator, threatening all of humanity along the way. The motion picture is, in essence, a big-budget remake of the earlier episode. The plot's thin enough that it could have suited a shorter story, though for Jerry Goldsmith's score, and that shot of the Enterprise in dry dock alone, worth the effort. 9. Fascination this third season episode of Deep Space Nine reunites Roxana Troy with Odo in what became a surprisingly tender double act. She is suffering from a type of fever that means she projects her amorous feelings onto the other inhabitants of the station, leading to several scenes of pure chaos. While the episode is a lot of fun, it is in fact a comedic version of the Next Generation episode, Sarek. The earlier episode is a far more serious take on this idea. The elder Vulcan man is beginning to lose control of his emotions, transferring them to the crew of the Enterprise. The fight in 10 forward is the most famous scene from this show. In Deep Space Nine, while the idea is fun, the execution's a little thin. Sarek's episode had an emotional core that made the audience truly care for the trouble he was going through. Loaxana is effectively going through a combination of heat and menopause, which is played for laughs robbing the story of any core. This is another example of where Star Trek really should have just left well enough alone. 8. Dawn this episode sees the reuse of a well-worn theme in Star Trek. Dawn features Tucker trapped on a planet with Zokan, an Arconian with whom he is unable to communicate. It bears a strong resemblance in plot to Darmok, as well as both the enemy and gravity in theme as well. Reusing themes like this is no crime. Dawn suffers a little from the fact that it brings very little new to the idea. Zokan is a poor substitute for Captain Dathan, even though the mutual understanding that the two characters come to have for each other ends on a slightly happier note, with both surviving. After their rest 
rescue, they are able to make use of the Universal Translator, which dilutes the message. Darmok's strength lies in Picard coming to understand the complex language of the Temerian people, forcing himself into fluency while both men face mortal peril. Here, while Tucker is able to help Zokan see that he means no harm, there's little in the way of mutual understanding. The episode is fairly middle of the road, though Connor Trenier delivers a solid performance. 7. The Naked Now the Naked Now was The Next Generation's third episode, and none of the characters have been well defined by this stage. Gene Roddenberry wanted a script that would rapidly detail the wants and needs of the crew. In the original series, the episode The Naked Time served to deliver this well. However, he didn't want to be viewed as simply retreading the other series. He assigned DC Fontana to write this episode, though once it was handed in, the script underwent heavy rewrites. She stated that his method was to take scripts once the second draft had been completed and rewrite them, all of them. Where possible, he would insert sex scenes which Fontana believed debased the female characters. She requested that her name be taken off the episode. The final result was played for comedy but came up short. George Takai described it in his autobiography as a case of children dressing up in their parents' clothes, while producer and showrunner Morris Hurley said that the episode represented an example of, don't we have a new idea? Swing and a miss for early TNG. 6. E Squared E-Squared is very similar to the earlier Deep Space Nine episode, Children of Time, with both episodes featuring the main cast meeting their own descendants. Writer Mike Sussman noticed this similarity straight away and brought it to the producers, though they overruled it. They felt that enough time had passed that people would not pick up on this. They were, however, wrong. Both episodes feature the children and grandchildren of the main cast. Both episodes feature an older version of one of the originals. It's Odo in Deep Space Nine and T'Pol in the Enterprise episode. Finally, both episodes end with either the colony or the generational ship vanishing. Odo's actions in Children of Time are a deliberate attempt to rewrite history, a plan that works perfectly but erases Gaia from existence. Lorian, T'Pol and Tucker's son attempts to first overthrow Enterprise, then protects it. He and his ship have a more ambiguous fate as they simply never emerged from the subspace corridor. It's possible that they were destroyed by enemy vessels or that they were wiped from time by Enterprise's successful journey. 5. Doctor's Orders this episode from Enterprise's third season is a bottle show, featuring John Billingsley and Jolene Blaylock. The rest of the crew are put in stasis while the ship travels through a dangerous period of space. The plot is lifted wholesale from Star Trek Voyager's Seven of Nine focused episode, One. The idea is simple. One crewman is tasked with taking care of the ship while the rest sleep. Flox and Seven are effectively in the same boat here, gradually succumbing to hallucinations as time goes by. Interestingly, the Enterprise episode was directed by Voyager alum Roxanne Dawson. The script also featured a scene that shows Flox growing more and more frightened, only to be confronted by two Zindi insectoids although they are imaginary. Billingsley was concerned that this would paint Phlox as a coward and felt overall that the episode was fine, but not great. He felt that the character was better suited to more contemplative stories, featuring philosophical quandaries. He was not, in Billingsley's opinion, an action star. The plot worked more successfully in Voyager, as Seven was a character who was better suited to dealing with the ramifications of being alone. While everyone here delivers a strong performance, the episode ultimately suffers from its premise. 4. Judgment there's no other way to say this. Judgment lifts the courtroom scene from Star Trek VI The Undiscovered Country and plops it down into the second season of Enterprise. That aside, it has a lot of fun in the retread. The set is recreated lovingly from the film, with Archer standing on the same platform that Kirk and McCoy occupied in the film. Even the judge that towers over them all is wearing a similar costume, though it's shown in much sharper relief in the television episode. 
while the film counterpart is Hidden in Shadow. Both plots focus on fabricated charges against the Starfleet officers, with Klingon prosecutors doing their best to secure a conviction. Christopher Plummer's Chang is here substituted by John Vickery's Orak. Michael Dorn's Colonel Worf is swapped out for J.G. Hertzler's Kolos. It's an hour of strong performances all around, as most of the action is confined to the courtroom itself. It seems to have come from an idea of someone asking, well, what if we just stretched out Kirk's trial? And thus, the episode was born. 3. Warlord Warlord is an example of Jennifer Lean being given something to do with Kes's character. She gets to display her range, as except for Elogium and Before and After, Kes was often simply used as set dressing. Lean plays both Kes and Tyran, and the audience gets an excellent performance. The plot was borrowed from a Deep Space Nine episode. The Passenger was a first season story from Voyager's predecessor with Dr. Bashir possessed by the spirit of alien criminal. The two episodes are different enough in their execution that they stand apart. Warlord is the superior effort of the too. Having Kess wage a war with herself in this episode gave Jennifer Lean some fantastic moments and may go down as one of her best episodes in Star Trek. The episode was also unusual for Trek in that it spends the majority of its time focusing on the bad guys. Lean was subjected to some teasing on the set, though it was good-natured. She may not have got much to do in Voyager, but with this episode there was at least one strong story involving Kess. 2. The Squire of Gothos Trelane was introduced in The Squire of Gothos, acting as an early template for the Q. He was a trickster, with powers far exceeding the crew of the Enterprise. He's only defeated by the timely arrival of his parents, whisking him away before he can pass judgement on Kirk. The obvious parallel is the later character of Q himself, but Trelane is also heavily inspired by an earlier character. Charles Evans, or Charlie X, was another child of seemingly infinite power who accosted the Enterprise. He takes control of the ship thanks to his advanced abilities. At the end of the episode, the only way that the ship can be saved is when Charlie's new adopted parents arrive to take him home again. Evans and Trelane bear striking resemblance to each other, with the Squire being the stronger version. The latter is a funnier episode, as Charlie X is quite dark in places. It's also a better exploration on the nature of omnipotence and responsibilities. Charlie was made the way he was. Trelane was born that way. Both episodes are highly enjoyable, though William Campbell, who would later return as the Klingon Koloth, steals the show. And number one, Star Trek Into Darkness. When rebooting a franchise, it's inevitable that ideas can and indeed should be carried forward. While that doesn't mean that they should be copied wholesale, taking elements that worked perfectly from an earlier incarnation should, in theory, work well for the later one as well, if handled properly. Star Trek Into Darkness is an example of these ideas not being handled properly. The film is a subpar remake of The Wrath of Khan, with no character development, ham-fisted plot inclusions, and an entirely pointless cameo by Leonard Nimoy. This felt like the film was begging to be taken seriously. From the lacklustre attempts to conceal the identity of the main villain to the utterly ridiculous breakdown of Spock, the film simply doesn't work. Each homage to the earlier film is a light being shone on the failings of the latter one. Star Trek Beyond wisely chose to write a new story for the Enterprise. The idea of a reboot is absolutely welcomed, with 2000 9 Star Trek being a fine example of balancing old and new. Into Darkness, in taking far too much of what made the Wrath of Khan strong, was weakened for it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.